0: Hi and welcome to Friends of Brother Adam. My name is Dennis and I'll be your host for this evening. We're going to be talking about two more hives and hopefully we can fit both of them in. Um, and uh, the reason why we're doing this is I got to the end and then took a look at it and went, oh of course. <laughs> so I just wanted to make sure that I, I got these two hives and that we uh, covered our bases. They are not very... um numerous in in our area of the world however a great number of people utilize them and they do have some significant traits so i think i'd like to cover them so we're going to be covering the national beehive which is a beehive found in england and we're also going to be covering the slovenian hive which they have over in europe And it's a super awesome hive and I I honestly just can't wait to get to it. So let's jump right in. Um, I'm getting this from a a source that I absolutely hate using. However, um, I was unable to find too many different uh, um, sources on this one. Maybe uh, maybe next time when I do this, I'll, I'll be uh, sourcing these from a different source that I've uh, sat down and, and gone through and tried to find. But this was the uh, best one that I could find right now, and it comes from Wikipedia. <laughs> I hate Wikipedia with a passion. Um, anyway, so let's just go on. It's uh, BS National Beehive. I don't know what that stands for, so. Uh, the Improved National Beehive was a form of Langstroth beehive standardized by two British standards in 1946 and then in 1960, before being withdrawn in 1984. The same standard contained the specification of Smith beehive. These two forms represent the most popular designs that's used in the UK. The national hive, as it is usually known, is based on the Langstroth hive design principles, a vertical stack of modular components. Its dimensions are generally smaller and notably, the brood chamber is shallower than the typical Langstroth hive to suit uh, less prolific bee strain. Now, if you were to look at this beehive, you would say it is, instead of uh, a longer, than uh, wider beehive. This is actually a square beehive. Um, Both length and width are about the same and uh, what they do is they just put more frames in it to make it so that it is as wide as it is long. It's pretty cool. The original specification and the associated ministry of agriculture, fisheries, and foods leaflet detail a floor, now often superseded by an open mesh floor which allows monitoring of Varroa infestation, stand deeper deeper standard brood boxes, shallower honey, super boxes, a section rack for production of sections of comb honey, a crown board and a roof. The main boxes are eighteen and a half square in a footprint of the standard brood boxes, being eight and seven-eighths tall and the shallow super five and seven-eighths tall. The main walls are three-quarters thick. The interna- or internal frames are supported on runners, usually metal. Um, on two sides of the box in a deep rebate formed by two-piece construction of the sides. Because the boxes are square, it is possible to orient the frames in two ways with respect to the entrance, either parallel to the entrance block, warm way, or perpendicular to it, cold way. And they can change the directions as they're stacking the boxes. This is a lot like what we found with the worry Hive. Um, in order to keep the uh, burr comb down and in order to keep you from pulling out a frame from the bottom box all the way up through the top box, um, what they do is they change, it, change the orientation by 90 degrees and it stops it from happening the national beehive is specifically designed to house frames detailed in the standard they are 14 inches wide with a height of either eight and a half or five and a half in brood boxes up to 12 frames can be used but once propolized 12 frames are typically too tight to fit for easy use and 11 frames with perhaps a dummy board filling the space. There are are more common. In honey supers between 9 and 12 can be used depending on spacing chosen. The national frames have a long top bar to the frame giving them long lugs of one and a half that rest on the runners. In its original form, National Hive provides three-eighths bottom B space. That is the top surface of the um, frame bar is flush with the top of the box. And the lower surface of the frame is one B space above the bottom of the box. Thus, when the two boxes are stacked to top one another, there is exactly one B space vertically between the frames. However, both top and bottom B space designs may now be found in use. The roof shown in, in the leaflet is a telescoping cover with internal dimensions of 18 and 3 quarters, meaning relatively loose-fit over the topmost box. The total height of the roof, depending on timber thickness, is around 6 and a quarter, though with a 4 inch roof is now also common. Support set into the roof create uh, 1 and 1 quarter ventilation space above the crown board rim, therefore 1 half above the crown board space, as it is has a raised rim, creating one-quarter B space on both sides. The total overlap of the telescoping cover is thus 4.5. The roof must be covered with a waterproofing layer, typically this will be of a galvanized sheet of steel. The National Hive has a number of features in which, in addition to the inertia of the popularity it. The standard brood box is considered well suited to non-prolific bees providing just over 63,000 cells and has sufficient space for both the summer brood rearing and winter storage. There are several methods to increase the size of the brood chamber if this is required. Use of a larger 14 by 12 box where the height of the frame is twelve inches instead of the standard eight and a half, and the box thus is either twelve and three eighths or twelve and a half tall. This box is not part of the original British standard and is thus of variable height. A second standard brood box, thereby doubling the size. Brood and a half chamber of a standard and shallow box. So When I have seen some of these national uh, hives, uh, I've seen super extra long um, frames. And they were made by the people who uh, ran the hives, um, but by the beekeepers. And uh, from what they were saying is that these deeper brood boxes um, allow the bees to um, never have to... uh, change um go from one box up into the other one and then to withdraw the uh the brood as they as they hatch and fill it full of honey they just have um the brood in the bottom box and they have the the pollen uh rainbow and the honey on the outside of the pollen and so it creates a a really nice area for the brood to be in the the guy that was speaking said that he really liked the the longer frames, and uh, that you really don't have to do too much with the longer frames and uh, if you decide to take uh, and do a, a split a blind split, you just ha- take half the frames out of the box and put them into a new box, and away you go so. He said that uh, usually there's enough brood and enough eggs and larva that it's fairly easy to start a new hive in that manner. Um, The weight of a full honey super is still manageable by one person, especially as the boxes have secure handholds created by the two-piece sides. So that is our national hive. And... In all honesty, I wish we had the National over here rather than the Langstroth. Um, I don't know um, if there is any real um, help being square and then trying to elevate one side. I suppose you might have to do that with uh, um, with the table underneath it. Or you might end up having to stick a lat underneath it, a board underneath it as well. Anyway, so that's our that's our national beehive. Our next beehive is called a Slovenian beehive or an AZ beehive, and uh, this is a beehive that just captures my imagination. I am, <laughs> I really want to make one of these. Um, however um to to kind of orientate you to the idea it is essentially a beehive in a shack (laughs) so many beekeepers are looking for ways to um, make the work around a hive easier and faster trying to accomplish what new beehives are built with improved ergonomic designs ensuring long-term survival, as well as better housing for the bees. Excuse me. Slovenian uh, AZ beehive is a great hive. It is used by many beekeepers and it originates in the European country of Slovenia, where it has been used for centuries. The beekeeper who designed it is a famous Slovenian beekeeper Anton Wow. Um, <laughs> um Why is this hive so special? What makes this hive unique and interesting to uh, beekeepers is that the hive box opens from the back. Usually hive inspection requires lifting supers or brood boxes um, and setting them aside, which can be tiring. Um, you can accidentally drop out a queen, you can squish a queen, and this type of beehive virtually eliminates that problem, especially for older beekeepers and beekeepers with a handicap. Being able to just pull out frames individually, even from lower levels, makes colony inspection much easier for the beekeeper and the bees. The design of the hive. The AZ hives are designated to fit into bee houses, which expose the hive to the outside only on one side. This hive contains the same components as a Langstroth, but does not have supers. For easier transportation, some beekeepers build these houses onto trucks or onto trailers. All right. Uh, If you were to visualize this without looking it up on the internet and and taking a look at it, essentially it is a shack and the beehives are on one side and then it's got just barely enough room to put a stool behind it for you to sit down and open up a cupboard door and pull out uh, um, kind of like a, a dummy block sometimes they have windows in them and you just grab the dummy a block and pull it out and you have access to the frames. Now, unlike top loading frames, these frames um, are on two metal uh, rails. And so, or they are on something like a filing cabinet thing where you can just pull it right out and then deal with it like you would a top-loading one, or you have the ones that the frames sit on the metal rungs. Um, They they put metal rungs across, and then at at 90 degree angles, they set the frames right on top of the two rungs. And it makes it so that you grab the top of the frame and pull it out. Some of these Sylvanian hives don't have ear lugs on the frames. So they're just square frames without the ear lugs. Some of these things actually do have the ear lug rests. And uh, what they do in order to keep the uh, ears st- or the frame standing straight up is the, the front of the hive that faces the outside has it built into the wall, the, the frame rest. And then you take a frame rest and um, it's a stick that you um, put underneath the frames and slightly lift them up and you click in the the uh, frame rest into um, slots that are there for the frame rest to go and literally you just click it in and then you put the dummy in there with the window in there and it closes up the hive and you can have that back uh, cabinet door open and no no bees are flying out at all. And you can do that to the top, expose the top and, and work the top and then you can put the dummy back in, pull the dummy on the bottom out and and work with the bottom. And usually you pull the dummy out and then you pull the the front frame rest, you pop the front frame rest out and set it aside as well. And then you can just uh, pull in and out the, the frames Um, front ways are pushing them forward and backward as you're viewing them if you want to take them all the way out you can you know and turn them upside down take a look at the brood and everything like that and then you just set it on the metal rung and slide it all the way back and uh, um, allow the ear to catch on the the the, um, frame rest and then you know you just continue on doing your stuff so outside the hive it has two openings for bees at the front of the hive which can be easily closed when the bee hive has to be moved so um it has a board that lays flat and that's their landing board that you know hives usually have and that landing board is um, it has um, screws in it, on the side of it, and it acts like a, a flippy-up door. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it other than that. And uh, and uh, the entrances are inside behind the flippy-up door. So you can flip the door up without squishing bees as they're sitting on the edge of the hive, um, at the edge of the hole. You flip it up, and it's got a little latch on it that you flip down the latch, and and, and you're ready to... You're ready to move the hive um, and if you put this on a trailer or if you put this uh, inside a shack um, you want to be able to close them up and be able to um, isolate them if somebody's spraying or, or something like that then you can isolate them and when everything's safe then you just pop them back open and away you go since the front side of the hive Is exposed to the outside that side is the only side that has to be painted and oh my gosh do they paint these things Um, they are so artistic with this Um, and and it really appeals to me Um, at one time I was invited by uh, somebody in Edmonton to go up to an Edmonton art show and show off my um, hive paintings that I have done. Um, Apparently that person felt that I would uh, be a good (laughs) um, non-standard art (laughs) entry. (laughs) So it was kind of, you know, flattering and everything. I didn't end up going because it was in the middle of bee season and well, you know, bees come first. But uh, it was kind of flattering to do. But oh my gosh, these Slovenian hives have so many cool things. Um, They have a lot of the older um, paintings on them. Um, One that I liked was uh, a lot of them have a a bit of a religious theme to them. Um, And uh, in one of the paintings, it has a devil sitting on one side of a, a sharpening stone, and it has a woman on the other side of the sharpening stone, and the devil has the woman's tongue and the devil is sharpening the woman's tongue on the stone <laughs> it is just awesome <laughs> um i also like the uh uh they have uh one with two women trying to jump into a man's pants they've got their their skirts on and everything but they were both trying to jump into a man's pants um and uh there was another one where um there's a man sleeping underneath a tree and i don't i don't know what's sneaking up and talking to him I think it might be like two uh, two rabbits that sneak up and talk to him (laughs) in his ear while he's sleeping Um, I thought that was cool and then uh, they um, go through and uh, have one painting for every year so um, they have the year number on the painting and then they have that particular year something special happened like there was a a volcano that went off so they would paint a volcano with people running away or if uh, there was a fire and a knight came by and put out the fire then they would have a picture of the knight with a bucket and he's putting out the fire on the beehive so i mean there's there it's a kind of a way to remember every single year and i think that is such a cool thing and i've actually started doing that myself Um, i usually decommission hives every year um you know your hive lasts about five six years and then um, they're so beaten up and chipped and you know you've used your hive tool on the edge of the the wood and it splintered it and everything and pretty soon you have uh mice crawling in through the splinter holes and things like that so you gotta you gotta pull them out of service and, and, uh, use them for other things. Or one of the things that I use them for is I use them for these yearly paintings. And so I paint one per year. Um, and, uh, like, uh, last year we had a fire from a train wreck and the fire came right past my apiary. And, uh, um, almost burned up my hives like it was with, like within five feet of my hives and prairie fires are super hot and just freaking burn like crazy and it was a windy day and it would have it would have gotten into the hives and burnt the hives and once the hives are starting to be burned um uh, the wax in there just oh <laughs> they go up and smoke really fast anyway so um i think that is so cool about the Silvanian hives. Let's go inside and see what's behind the hives in the shack. Inside of the hive, the rear door allowing easier access to the frames on all levels. Frames rest on metal bars, which utilize space so that bees won't build burr comb along the bottoms and tops between the frames. Frames are narrower and taller than Langstroth deep frames and wired vertically. So the wire goes from the bottom bar to the top bar. Um, standard foundation needs to be cut down to fit into these frames. Uh, exterior door has ventilation. Flaps on the bottom for additional airflow. Two screened wire doors on the inside keep the bees in place and allow ventilation. Screen doors have feeding boxes so the, the feeding the bees is easier removable queen excluders on the top of interior and screen boards on the bottom. On the inside of screen doors and the front of the hive, there are metal spacers that keep the frames this at the same distance. So uh, along the inter- our internal uh, frame rest, they have spacers. And then when you click on the thing on the back, it has spacers as well. What are the advantages? We already mentioned the biggest advantage is that supers and the brood don't have to be lifted because of the rear door. Frames can simply be pulled out individually even from lower levels since hives are fitted into the bee house their inspection is easier and not dependent on the weather. Stacking the hives in the house protects the bees from harsh weather and wind and feeding is performed inside the bee house which prevents any robbing stimulation from other colonies. The hives have two or three levels but by putting a solid board between the levels you can have two colonies per level. Um, When the season starts you can remove the second queen and merge two colonies. That way you can have a strong colony ready to forage every spring. And of course the AZ hive is a little bit different than the Slovenian hive. Um, The AZ hive is just um, a two box size and it is a cabinet that you can set outside and you can open up the back and do your beekeeping from the back and it is just the box and you can you can have a roof that you put on it that that kind of um, goes extends out a little bit over top of the beehive and allows the water to run off and away from the beehive um, and they can do standalone or those az beehives can also be put inside of a bee house as well um, they do have uh, different accessories that um are not usual for other beehives, and this is something that we might be able to modify and put into Langstroth's or into top bars or that kind of thing. Um, one of the accessories is called the three-hole bottle feeder. So essentially, you get small pop bottles and um, it is a wooden box that is sealed, and it has one hole in the middle that is for the bees to walk down inside and uh, to to lick up the the nectar and then there's two on either side, two holes on either side, and you put the bottles inside those holes and the bottles when when there's liquid inside the uh, inside the feeder. Um, the bottles don't leak anymore but when um, when the bees have eaten up all or drank up all the nectar inside the feeder then it goes glug 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 it loses the surface tension and the the bottles pour out a little bit more and it allows you to have huge amounts of um, nectar inside the hive and on demand as well now there are uh, plugs that you can get, or you can make wooden plugs that go in the holes. If you happen to not have bottles in the holes, um, and it it allows you to keep the bees out of the holes because this is an area that the bees might propolize or might uh, fill with wax and and honey as well because they love to do wonderful things like that and cause you issues. <laughs> Um they have a very weird B funnel and cup, <laughs> and they call this manual B brush removal. So when you open up the back, they have a, a it looks like a, a funnel, but the funnel has one flat side so that you take the cup underneath and push it against the frame so that the the... Um, the funnel with the the squared off side sits right against the bottom of the frames and then you take your bee brush and go wipe, 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 and it goes down the funnel into the cup and then they can't fly back up. And so what you do is you can put a lid on top of that funnel And wait until you're done beekeeping and then when you're done you pull the funnel out and you tip the cup upside down and give her a good shake and bees go back into the hive and everybody's happy (laughs) normally with these az beehives or slovenia beehives the bees are quite friendly in that they don't come and attack you on the inside because literally the temperature doesn't really change too much when you open up the dummy on the back or when you um, manipulate the frames because you're not outside. So the, the difference of uh, air between the inside and the the beehive is very minimal. So you, you don't excite the bees that way, and they tend to be a whole lot nicer. So. <laughs> It's kind of cool. And also, um, Slovenian bees are a different breed of bees as well, so that probably plays into how nice they are as well. Um, They have a wooden pollen trap that sits on the outside of the Slovenian beehive um and it fits over top of the the flap that comes down the landing board that comes down it fits over top of that and it makes it so that the bees have to walk across a new landing board go into an area go through a small little red port and it shaves off the the pollen from their legs and they crawl into the beehive and the pollen drops into a, a wooden basket below uh, where they are walking across there's a screen and it just falls into that trap. Now those traps, again, you can't leave them on for more than two days at a time. If you do, you're causing a, a dearth of pollen in your hive, and of course the the bee raising of uh, little tiny bees is stopped. Um, and actually they'll start cannibalizing the little baby bees if you don't allow more ne- or uh, more pollen to come in. They have a high frame stand that you can sit beside you and it keeps the, the frames at kind of like a 45 degree angle and um, when you pick it up it closes up into uh, kind of like a suitcase with legs but when you set it down and open it up it keeps the frames at a 45 degree angle and it has little um, fingers that, that hold the uh, frames in the upright position so um, there is a frame spacer that you can get and uh, some hives don't have spacers built into them so you can get a frame spacer and install it yourself or you can use the frame spacer on the top they have a, a frame spacer that comes with a handle and you just set it on top and you kind of jiggle it back and forth and it 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 makes the frames all get in line um, and it makes it so that you can reach in there from the closed frame uh, position where the frames are all slid in, and you can take that little thing and shake it back and forth and and cause all the frames to line up nicely. Um, (laughs) And they do have nucleus hives that you can get that are AZ nukes and they load from the back and you just slide the frames in you can get five frame nukes or you can get uh, three frame nukes and uh, with the three frame nukes it actually has a wooden um, stand on the outside that allows for uh, on, on the back side that allows for you to put a pop bottle upside down on it And allows the bees to get their nectar that way through the three frame, uh, yeah, three frame uh, nuke and the five frame nuke. They have a Varroa screen that you can put on the bottom of the hive. And on top of the Varroa screen, they also have a kind of like a a frame, uh, like a a queen excluder, except it's smaller and it's metal. And it's meant to keep the bees from climbing down onto the sticky pad. It's kind of like a screen floor, but allows um, different particulate matter to fall through to catch the mites and to catch your wax and stuff like that so that you can take a look at it. Um, They also have queen excluders that you can put in there, and they also have, um, like I was saying before, a board that slides in and divides the top and the bottom so that you can have two different hives and on the outside if you look um, they have a, a top um, landing board that comes down and they have a bottom landing board that comes down so if you're only using it as a one hive configuration you can put up the middle the top one And You can close it and just use the bottom one for everything or you could slide that board in there and pop down the middle or the top frame and allow The bees to go out of that one on the top and the bottom one through the bottom Uh, Instead of having a back dummy that has a glass window to it. They also have a back dummy that has a, um, a screen and, and it's the, the type of screen that you find on your screen doors, so it's, it's kind of a plasticky screen and allows the circulation of air back and forth, and you can put that dummy in there and, and keep the bees on the inside of the hive. And, of course, the end-all, be-all uh, attachment that goes to this hive um, is something for apiotherapy so it is a dummy board that has a double screen on it so that you can doubly make sure that no bees go in because it's really important because out of the hive comes uh, a hose and the dummy is um, it is a complete board dummy so that it's sealed and in the board is a hole where you put a breathing hose and you double screen it so that uh, it's got a screen and then it's got um, a spacer and then another screen. And uh, you're, you're not gonna wanna have bees come up this hose because this hose fits on a mask that fits on your face. And uh, so you, you bring somebody in for apitherapy. And you have them sit down, and they can breathe the uh, air that comes through the hive and breathe the uh, pheromones that are in the hive. And apparently it's supposed to do some good stuff for people. <laughs> and uh, and I haven't ever tried it. I, I know I enjoy the smells of a hive, so I can imagine other people do uh do like that smell. It apparently has been around since the Egyptian times and it has a medicinal use of products naturally made by the honeybees, which produces bee air. Bee air contains products of the honeybee including propolis, royal jelly, beeswax and pollen uh, um, uh, Smells, um, inhaling the warm beehive air, which is full of essential fragrances through a small breathing mask has a medicinal effect on a series of conditions, including, but uh, not promising that they help these things, um, bronchitis, asthma, allergies, chronic lung disease, susceptibility to infections, weakened immune system, respiratory tract infections, colds, chronic headaches, migraines, stress and depression, and may I dare say COVID-19. <laughs> Aroma, aromatherapy is a natural way to help us overcome many problems and also more than perfect for athletes, children and the elderly. Recommended treatment period is three twelve days at a half an hour, twice a day uh, the effects of the therapy is shown six to eight weeks after the completed apiotherapy. therapy is available uh, during the honey producing months of april through september bee products may also be prepared properly to be suitably used with an inhaler or nebulizer uh, and it's a device that breaks liquid substance into small particles, aerosol, which is then transported via mask or mouthpiece to the respiratory system. so they've got a whole entire kit here that you can uh, do aromatherapy both in uh, uh, um, nebulizing uh, um, hive products in in this and also in uh, uh, they also have just the masks with the spacers and screens so yeah it's kind of cool those are some of the things that are available for az hives and uh, it really is a cool idea and something to dabble in if you've got a lot of time and experimental energies anyways i thought i would uh, include those two hives i've really enjoyed doing this one Um, please if you guys uh, Um, get the chance to give me a five-star rating um, or a thumbs up whichever your uh, podcast uh, provider allows so that we can get more people in and listening to these uh, bee lessons. Um, A lot of you are uh, listening uh, a whole bunch like I'm amazed I, I post these things and I have Uh, 10 listens within an hour, which is just incredible. Um, And I really appreciate you guys listening. I don't get uh, paid for people listening. However, you know, it certainly helps out my male ego and (laughs) helps me feel like uh, I need to do more of these uh, um, uh, podcasts. Um, If you'd like, you can drop me a line at fatbhoneyranch at gmail.com. Uh, all small letters, no spaces. And uh, let me know what things you're enjoying, what things you'd like to hear. Um, we're continuing with our, our B lessons here presently. Um, and uh, we uh, I, I really think we uh, have another two to three months worth of uh, B lessons to do. So, you know, it'll get us past this uh, uh, period of time where... Um, we're escaping from listening to some of the horrible things that are happening in our world these days. So um, I really appreciate you guys listening and, and hope to have you drop by again. Thanks. Ciao.